I'll send you the master. There's another freebie for your inappropriate hell yeah super cut. Oh, it's going in. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I expect one this episode, and I know exactly where it's going to land. Oh, oh, do you? I don't know what I would say hell yeah about. Oh, you're going to say hell yeah about Todd Sex, the new favorite uh, character. He's oh, German. also about underage boobs. I was, I was going to say choking hell a small yeah. child. Oh, pretty into that also. Hell yeah. All right. All right. All right. And you're the only parent amongst us. are listening to boku no stop don't violate us i am your host chris taylor and with me is matt marcus and fletcher it was way grosser when i said it in that tone of voice of Uh, course today we are discussing episodes 21 and 22 of neon genesis evangelion last time we talked about episodes 19 and 20 in which stuff happened i forget it's been a really long time yeah, we did take a little time off for the holidays. Oh, fuck you. It's like an entire month. We mm-hmm. took off one week of recording for this show. Yes, that's a month. We record every other week. That's and? Yes, it was. It was exactly a month. But uh, yeah, stuff happened. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, this is the one with, like, oral stage and, oh, and all yeah, that stuff. Oh, yeah, the introspection yeah. express, and then he eats the dude. Got it. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah, the uh, the S2 engine being subsumed into, you know, the zero one. The solenoid. Uh, so let's get into today's episode starting with uh the titles are not in here the birth of nerve slash he was aware that he was still a child but first we're going to take a hard left and i'm going to go through this real quickly so let's talk about television animation in japan it is not done with as much lead time as things like primetime animation in the u.s are Stuff here usually has about a year lead time between writing and production. Overseas, especially with television shows, a lot of times you are working up until the week of release. They're South Park in it, right? Uh, well, South Park kind is like of? The sa- South Park is like the same week, though. It's like yeah, South Park is all that. in one week. Uh, some shows do do that. Uh, I was going to cite one example where yes, yes, I said do do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Chris. Oh, come on, Chris. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I laugh every time my child says poop. I can't help it. Uh, some shows <laughs> will do that, and they've been known to keep that going to the point of, uh, in recent years, some staff having to apologize on Twitter with, like, we made it to the station five minutes before we were due to broadcast. Thank you for your patience and releasing basically a clip show. But the big thing is TV versions will sometimes suffer heavily because you just need to get something out. So here's what I was leading up to this with. The final chunk of Evangelion was a giant mess from a production standpoint, and this ties into the films in a few ways. No, I'm not about to spoil things. 
The original yeah, home media release of Evangelion in the 90s consisted of extending episodes 21 through 24 out in ways that, when they arrived in English later, would be referred to as the director's cut version of episodes. But the U.S. VHSs and then the initial English DVDs would be the broadcast versions. That material didn't see an official translation until 2004. Kind of. The first theatrical Ava release was called Death and Rebirth, which was actually two episodes called Death and Rebirth. The former was a recap of the finale of the series using the new animation from these video releases, and the latter is basically just the first chunk of End of Evangelion. This is mostly because Evangelion, eternally cursed with production trouble, shoved Rebirth out the door since they didn't finish all of what would become End of Evangelion in time. I'm not even making that up. <laughs> There's also a third cut of all of these, the Renewal of Evangelion series, which included all the touched-up animation from the home releases, but also created yet another cut of these four episodes. The Renewal cuts, by and large, used the improved animation from the director's cut, but restored some of the broadcast version's pacing or camera work. So, for example, one scene was mostly still frames on broadcast, DC reanimated the whole thing, and then Renewal used the nicer animation but zoomed in or held on bits to make it flow like the television cut. Renewal is what was used for the Platinum Collection's original episodes. So, until those hit the US in 2004... The only way to see some of this new animation translated was to watch the bullshit recap movie, which had some issues of its own given that a different company entirely, the late manga entertainment, had the movie licenses in the US and translated stuff differently, swapping out more than a few VAs because they couldn't get the others back. Fun fact, Ray's English actor wrote the script and directed the entire dub for these. She continues to work in that industry to this day. As a result, for years, there were bootlegs floating around which added to the incredibly weird legacy of the original U.S. Evangelion licensing, with unofficial translations of these seen, people arguing about details who hadn't seen one version or another, and the complete shit show of, well, I heard from, I heard this happened in Japan that was being an anime fan in the U.S. in the 90s. So, that means the Netflix thing is probably going to be a fucking nightmare, uh, because there were rumors about a freedom, potentially? It's almost guaranteed. They have to redub uh, End and Death. Are they doing that, though? They're bringing both of them to this platform. Wow. And since manga entertainment doesn't exist, I don't imagine they're going to keep the dubs that are from a dead company. So they're probably just going to go through and re-record the whole thing with a new translation. Which makes me really wonder, like... I'm definitely going to watch it all, though. Uh. I mean, people have nostalgia for people have nostalgia for the things they grew up with, and even if it's like terrible, Do and they? you know, everything yeah. I liked as a child yeah. was bad. I know it's crazy. Well, people get still stay really attached to it. Like, man, like the people who grew up watching Sailor Moon, like as it came out with the English dub, like they had. I, I don't understand nostalgia for it. It's so bad. I tried. I tried for a second and went nope. Like, after the first line. So part of that has to do with the fact that they <laughs> just did things that made certain characters stand out more, and that became a cultural thing that stuck with everyone's memory. British Luna, for sure. instance. I really don't like that. I really don't like British Luna. But anyway, besides that, like, I wonder how much... Yeah, I have, I have a feeling that, like, if you look at it, if they re do a redub, I think objectively it's going to be a better project. Just people are going to be mad that it doesn't sound like their memory of that character. You know? That's great. I will be curious. Every time I accidentally leave the dub on, I'm like, oh, God. 
<laughs> yeah, just for like a split second, you're like, oh no. Get out, get out, what get out, get out. <laughs> pull up, pull up. <laughs> Sorry, you meant pan, pan, pan. <laughs> there's there's one bit later in episode 21 that's actually a giant division between how most English people saw this and the platinum versions. We'll get there at the end. Cool. Let's get into it. Yeah, tell me about it, Matt. So, oh, oh man, these are these are going to be specific for each version. <laughs> I'm notes. I'm only pointing out scenes that are director's cut only. Just okay. so you can like this whole all intro right, was right, not right. in the original episode. Wow, Fletcher, I can't. What does DC wow. and DC Comics stand for? Uh, Detective Comics. Yes, it means it's Detective Comic Comics. That's fucking dumb. Okay, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so, Birth of Nerve slash. He was aware that he was still a child. Episode Speaking 21. of Batman. Speaking of wait, what? <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, we have a, a cold open. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so yeah, in the director's cut version, which is what we're watching, uh, the there's a cold open, which is the platinum version. Uh, there's a cold opening, which begins with security camera footage from the UN's underground and Arctic base in 2000. So right, I think it's just r- leading up to the second impact, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so w- there's several conversations happening at the same time. Uh, which makes uh, trying to follow this really, really annoying. <laughs> I empathize with that guy who was worried they're going to make the whole base no smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's a, there's a lot of there's. It seems like there's people watching it after the fact, making comments on top of the footage, on top of something else. It doesn't seem like it's all happening in media race, but I don't, who knows? It um, is. Oh, so like. The comments about like, oh, scientists, they only do things. Yeah, these are all thing. happening on the same day. Uh, this is roughly half a week to a week before Second Impact. The reason this yeah. is confusing is that there are three conversations, one of which is very long. So there's main conversation, side conversation A, and then that ends and they start side conversation B while the main combo yeah. is still happening. Yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of, like, if you have the subtitles on, like, you know. Get fucked? Yeah, it's just, like, click pause. Oh, no, the subtitles are even nuttier because it can only do two displays at once. Yeah. So it keeps one conversation at the bottom, one at the top, and then it has to start interspersing the third in another color to try and make things work. Yeah, and you're just clicking and pausing every time you see, like, the text change. Uh, Like, I can't imagine what... This was like if it was on television and you couldn't pause or rewind or anything like that. Just how much of this you would miss. Although how much of it's relevant, I don't know. But uh, so like the first conversation, um, scientists arguing about uh, Professor Katsuragi's super solenoid theory, which is the the S2 engine thing. I like this incredibly subtle hint where it says hint. Here's the thing it is. Look, in case someone didn't put it together. Right, and they're listening to this on a podcast. Like they didn't, didn't necessarily watch the episodes. What? Why not? Why would you why why would you listen to this without watching the episodes? Man, I've done it. I, I've definitely listened to podcasts for things I don't watch. Yeah, there's an entire show I listen to where I've never seen the stuff. <laughs> it's, sometimes it's more entertaining that way. But anyway. God, yes. Yeah, so the they're the discussing whether or not it the S two 
theory is possible, and one argues that... One is saying that because the giant exists, the theory has to be true, no matter how implausible. The other is going, that is too fucked up, how can this be real? Yeah, yeah, that makes... That such as construction makes more sense to me. Anyway, they also mentioned the the Lance of Longinus and that it's going to be exposed to the giant. Lude. Lude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's going to like introduce. We're going to introduce the Lance to the giant of light on the 13th. And the Lance just washed up on the shores of the Dead Sea, along with, you know, some papers. Probably not important. That's so dumb. Yeah, that's dumb. dumb. It is incredibly dumb. dumb. That's dumb. It should be in the thing. Yeah, this is something we're probably going to have to talk about more once we talk about that whole what what was going on down there because there's a bit later on where they talk about what was going on. It's okay, man. I just watched the next two episodes, and I can say after watching them, you'll still have no idea what the plot was. Well, I mean, not that the plot was, but like, you know. The, why is there a giant base? Where did it come from? What was the point in where could the lance could have been in there or whatever? Anyway, so, um, so the uh, the the second conversation is uh just two regular dudes. Chris, move your. I can't read the what? thing. Oh, sorry. Your name keeps covering the sentence. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck <laughs> you! <laughs> so the second conversation is uh two regular guys talking about uh, how the conditions suck in the base. And that uh, Gendo's team leaves on the 11th, so two days before the Lance is to be introduced to the giant. And the third conversation is Gendo and uh, Kiel um, shit-talking the scientists for being uh, way too into themselves. Because, uh, what's the exact line? It is something like, uh, you do things for, what is it, pleasure or self-satisfaction? The line is, scientists, they believe too much in their own ideas. Self-flattery. And they argue too much. Endless criticism and speculation. All they seek is their own aggrandizement. Discovery is pleasure, but understanding is domination. That was the one I was looking for, yeah. That is actually an interesting bit of translation, because the raws I have, I found old, like, raw subs for people who just had the bootlegs of this back in the day. Just comes it as, discovery is fine and well, but they'll never understand it. All they seek is their own aggrandizement. Yeah, that's just a thing to say, instead of progressing the actual, like, what's going on. Yeah. I mean, it's talking about the hubris of man, right? And that's something that was discussed before, like, that one time uh, Gendo and uh, Fuyutsuki go up to the, or go down to the South Pole, um, they're like, they have that conversation about, or they've been having a lot of conversations between them about, you know, man's hubris and using science to gain power. And what does that mean? There's just like an unlike onion headline waiting to happen, which just says sci-fi colon is man too proud. Not bad. <laughs> also, I don't know who this, uh, I, I, at least in the subs I have, it's Kiel, it's K-I-E-L. Is he Visor Man? I think that's yeah, Visor Man. Man. Who is Visor Man? From Sailor. Oh, yeah, the that Japanese guy. dude. The dude with the oh, enormous, like, most anime pendulum there's ever been. Okay, now I know who you're talking about. I just didn't know him by name because he, I don't, he's not named in the show up to this yes, point. Yes, he is. Right? Like, 
They have used his name a few times. You first heard about him in the episode where Kaji was looking into Marduk. I think about that pendulum a lot, and that pendulum just symbolizes anime in general. I get that. It's So, we cut to another camera's point of view in a louder conversation. Uh, radiation is skyrocketing, and an automated alert is advising everyone to get into protective gear or shelters, and we realize this is the 13th. They've combined the Lance and Adam, and everything's going to shit. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, well, they, they said that they were going to, like, you know... Lance yeah, that the was dude. the contact experiment. Two lines of note that the genes implanted into Adam have already merged, and the AT field is releasing completely. Fletch writes, everything else here is technobabble, but only kind of. It's series-consistent technobabble. It's serious, consistent techno babble, but this was never in the show originally, and it does not matter. Okay, no, actually, it does. Because right here in this quote unquote techno babble, they mention that they want to relance Adam. But to try to stop what's going on. Which also directly can. Yeah, like, it is series relevant shit. Okay, look, if you wrote it down, fuck it. You go ahead. I didn't write it down. Yeah, I didn't think so, Mr. Important Notes. I, yeah, but like, I like take what is this, the chamber, like, what's the chamber of guff? Uh, Nothing. No, that's what they call the rainbow circle. <laughs> Fucking. Like, it is consistently called that every time. Like, it is technobabble, but it is also a phenomenon that occurs several times, and that's just the name of it, regardless of whether the name itself is insignificant. Yeah, I mean, like, they do say, like, they're trying to pull the... Pull the lands out. All right, Matt, you're going to see giant circles in the sky. And every time you see that, that's what the Chamber of Guff is. That's a dumb name for it, but that's what it is. For the record, Chris is very wrong about this on a few levels, but I don't want to get into it because it's spoilers for rebuild, dipshit. Scientists, they believe too much their own ideas. I finally get it, Gendo. Oh, fuck (laughs) off. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to turn on my glasses light right now. Oh god, I can't see. (laughs) They make glasses like that. I really want one. (laughs) Of course you do. I would wear it all the time. You would just show up in like your your Monday meeting and just (laughs) Just put my hands up and (laughs) (laughs) everybody's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) So uh Let's see. The only other thing the camera captures is uh, the... Did they? Exp- oh, they do explicitly say it's Adam. The giant yeah, of light yep. is Adam, Matt. Uh, yeah, no, I figured Adam that. breaks free under the surface and starts moving on before it dies, and a UN Council for Yura's Only logo replaces it. And that is the end of the director's cut edition. Yep. So that is where the intro to the episode plays. Which my child tried to sing horribly. It was hilarious. But was she as bad as the bike horn cover? Bike horn cover is <laughs> magnificent. That's really good. <laughs> Every once in a while I watch that and then I want to delete all my MP3s and replace them with bike horn covers. <laughs> uh, so we cut to Kaji who is at a payphone outside of Tokyo. He's trying to call Misato before leaving on what he calls his last job. All he gets is an answering machine. Meanwhile, Misato is in a meeting with goons from Intelligence Division, where we learn that Fuyutsuki was abducted a few hours ago. 
Since it happened inside Nerve, and he's also vanished, Kachi is a prime suspect. Due to her connection to the man, and that this has to have been an inside job since he was, you know, taken from Nerve, uh, Misato is taken into custody. She literally turns over her badge and gun to these men. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Fuyutsuki is handcuffed to a chair in yet another easy-to-animate black room with the Billie Jean floor. He's being questioned by the Sele monoliths, but anonymous or not, Fuyutsuki instantly identifies Chairman Keel and sasses back at them all a bit. He well, one was... of them is, like, he's the only one that doesn't have a voice modulator on. Everybody else has their voice pitched down. <laughs> like that cursed recording? And also, yeah. like, he knows who, who Sele is, so, like, he should just know, like, hey, you gotta be, like, at least one of the eight to ten people that are on Sele, the Sele Council. Right? Yep. Like, By it, this point, he has worked with them, yeah. Yeah. That's not a surprise. I don't know why they're hiding themselves. It's their whole shtiz. Yeah, I guess. Uh, he's a little surprised when it's the whole team yelling at him and not just Kiel, but he goes into a flashback when one calls him Professor Foyutsky, which he hasn't heard in ages. Mm-hmm. So, we see a younger Foyutsky interacting with his hidden-behind-a-sign-so-nobody-had-to-do-new-character-design students who cajole him into heading out for drinks because the girls say they'll come if you show up, and also... The dean or the professor, depending on which version you're watching, suggests he socialize more. Whichever translation you prefer, the also faceless man, no I'm not going to stop calling out these animation cheats, is mm -hmm. chatting Fuyutsuki up at the bar saying With he needs Dr. to be more social. With his Dr. Wily mustache? Yeah, <laughs> the dude is totally Dr. Wily, it's nuts. See now, now I'm thinking of like a like a Mega Man Ava crossover Yeah, and then game. he just fucking shoots out the bubbles and the angel is vaporized. <laughs> You gotta find the weakness, Chris. You gotta it's, make sure you have the weakness. I, it's the bubbles, you dick. It's exactly what I said. <laughs> Here's the secret. Leliel was already a black demon. Mm. It's a yellow demon joke. Don't worry about it. That's what the yellow oh. thing is called. I've I've not played through one. I uh, well, one of the later ones is the black demon. Matt never know. Matt Matt didn't know about the yellow demon because he's Matt bad at video games, Marcus. No, I just gotcha. didn't grow up with an NES, and I only played Mega Man 2 and 3. Oh, that so isn't Mega Man 2! No, it's in no, uh, 1. That's Mega Man oh, 1. Oh, 2 is the fucking awful dragon. Uh, 2 is the dragon, yeah. 2 is the dragon and the boobeam trap. The... Oh, that's yeah. That's the guy where you have to farm Crash Bomb if you don't do it right. Oh. Yeah, the uh, the bombs where you have to, like, in that room. Yeah, that is one Is that the Wiggly Dudes? No, that's the one that has the walls that can only be destroyed by Crash Bomb, and if you run out of ammo, you have to die. Cool. Yeah, it's probably the worst designed boss in the whole series. It's like Afghanistan. Yeah, that. If you run out of ammo, you have to die. Anyhow, the superior <sighs> assigns a student to Fuyutsuki, a young woman named Ikari. Please note she is not married to Gendo yet. He actually took on her surname later. Yeah, I wonder why that was. I should have done that. My wife's last name is Zapata. A good last name. I've heard worse. We just have separate last names. Same. Anyway. It's weird to take literal ownership of another person's identity. No kidding. So, Fuyutsuki's uh, talking with Yui. Uh, Yui. Yui, yep. He says that he has a few questions about her paper, but asks 
For the record, he's in fucking metaphysical biology is the name of his department. Yes. Uh, he says he has a few questions about her paper, but asks her if her plan is to go into corporate work with her talent or join an academic research facility. She surprises him with the revelation that she's actually thinking of pursuing a more domestic path. He clearly takes this as flirting. <laughs> Wait, what? What do you mean, what? <laughs> I don't... He takes that as flirty. I did not read that. Are you fucking just... kidding me? Dude, he definitely has the hots for you. You can just see the fucking, like, you got two seams in those pants, dog. <laughs> uh, I thought I read that scene, his reaction as like surprise that she would just give up all of her training just to not do her thing. Cool, like, regressive attitude, anymore. Matt, implying motherhood isn't a valuable career. But I was. It's not a career, uh, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> uh, unless you make money off it, right? You definitely can. You can do motherhood as career these days. Yeah, that's what fucking oh, toddlers yeah. and tiaras is, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> I more meant surrogacy. <laughs> You're right, sur surrogacy makes sense. But, like, yeah, I, I read that more of, like, well, I would just give up science if I, you know, decide to, you know, become a housewife i like how i, I took thought that, that was how could i exploit my child for money <laughs> so we got a title card that just says back in the year 2015 you know when everything was great uh sorry i'm just imagining chris sending uh <laughs> sending his daughter down to the bitcoin mines hell yeah <laughs> plug in these 1080s you dick the Salem monoliths lay out for the first time that by attaining Zerial's core or an S2 agent, an engine. Ugh. I wrote these correctly. This is you. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> There's not enough spelling errors. I can't read this. Uh, <laughs> unit 01 is now an absolute unit or an actualized god. <laughs> they say absolute being for the record. Hey, Matt, what does yeah. this mean? Uh, Sorry. What the fuck you think this means? I mean, I haven't. I mean, my guess is it just they've made a really, really powerful fucking machine or well, biological machine, I guess, in this case. I, I don't exactly know what it means to be an actualized god in the context of this show, other than it's a very powerful. Like, because I guess if you're calling the <laughs> angels angels. It's like a really powerful angel, more powerful than other angels. I Sorry, don't know. Fletch, I just thought about the scene in the movie where O1 is holding two spears in the air and just the text in the in awe at the size of this lad. <laughs> That's a really good joke for like four people. Uh, at any rate, I have I don't know what this means other than I guess perhaps the Ava's now more powerful than any angel and and is aware of itself. I oh wait, know. they're That's called that story. because it's like Eve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Carry on. Wait, wait. The the Ava is named after Eve. Yeah. 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 No, because it it Eve was supposedly made out of Adam's rib, and they they literally name drop that whole thing. Uh huh. Later on in this episode. Look, this is so. Chris Chris Bennett Plots Taylor. Uh, Anyhow. So, upon being asked, quote, can we trust Gendo? 
The answer is fucking no. Uh, uh nope. Boyutsky flashes back to his introduction to the man known once as Gendo Rokubungi. I mean, specifically, uh, Gendo was infamous for having a lot of unsavory rumors about him. I guess it just makes him infamous if he has unsavory rumors about him. Um, and he was uh, arrested in a... Yeah. Uh, he was... Um, his Boyutsky's introduction to Gendo is... He got um, Gendo was arrested and was released into his custody on Gendo's request after a brawl. So he was at a bar. He got into a fight and got arrested. And he's like, hey, can I hang out with that guy? And the police are like, sure, because that's how that works. We we later find out why this is, but. Mm hmm. Oh my god, that hand thing I messaged you about, Fletch, is like the key to the entirety of the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought you knew that. Okay. No, that reframes a whole lot of everything. Jesus, man. <laughs> is, is that something in this episode, or is this no. like much? Do you see okay. the hand in this episode? No. Okay. No, Chris put something together in messages to me earlier, and then this just happened. Look, Fletch, I thought we agreed to not talk about Mr. Hands anymore. We will not talk about Mr. Hands unless I have a bucket full of porn running for the border. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Now I have to put Zoo in the show notes. <laughs> I already had to once because of you. I know. <laughs> uh, I was like, this is what my life's been reduced to, huh? <sighs> yeah, this is what you deserve. You're recording an anime <laughs> podcast, my dude. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, yeah, I'll so, take it on from here. Sure. Uh, at this point... Fuyutsuki mentions in his monologuing to Sele that back then there were still seasons in this country. Specifically, there is no longer an autumn in Japan. Uh, Yui springs on Fuyutsuki that she's been dating Gendo while they are in the middle of the woods, so thank god he's not really the crime of passion type. They're in the absolute best place to dump a body. <laughs> I'm going to steal one more line from Jeremy Parrish here. I enjoy working for you, Professor, but I have a hopeless attraction to evil bastards. Pretty much sums up Yui. Uh, Accurate. <laughs> she is also the one who told Gendo to say he worked for Fuyutsuki when he got picked up. Uh, Yui is connected to Sele in some form, and some of the unsavory rumors are that Gendo began dating her to work that connection for himself. Cut mm -hmm. to 2000 in Antarctica. Fuyutsuki discusses Second Impact and how 2001, the year afterwards, was hell, and something I still find hard to discuss. Same. And they cut immediately to the next year. <laughs> Also, well, yeah, yeah. Only in the director's cut. This scene wasn't in the television. Uh, this scene wasn't, or, or was 2002 not? 2002 was not. They don't cut okay. to anything, really, in 2001. They just say the year was hell, and that was it. Hmm. I think it's more effective that they say this year was hell, let's not talk about it, and they just cut to the next year. <laughs> yeah, it's a good It's a good joke. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, I thought you were about to go. No. Uh, in 2002, Fuyutsuki is living on a houseboat in the ruins of Aoyama, I think is the city. I did not write it down. And a UN agent has just tracked him down. It's been summer for a year now in Japan, they describe. Uh, Fuyutsuki's been posing as a doctor to stay out of sight, but he's curious about what the hell ruined Earth like this. So when the UN Council puts together an investigation team for the South Pole, he's intrigued. 
He mentions near his name on the team as a blank, hiding the identity of who recommended him, though. And we cut back to the episode, the regular episode. Mm-hmm. So we're in Antarctica, boat heading through blood red waters. Uh, Fiyutsuki stares out in shock that a continent of ice is nothing but random spires and blood now before hearing a familiar voice. Gendo, unexpectedly alive since he was on the uh, doomed Re- Katsuragi research team, uh, Gendo corrects him on the last name uh, with the absolute dick move of handing Fuyutsuki one of their wedding invitations that was uh, clearly customized for him and Gendo held on to and said, my wife, my wife told me to give you this. Yeah, they've now been married for we don't know how long, and he kept that card just to fuck with you. I don't think it's an invitation. I think it's like an announcement. No, that's an invitation. Because the the subs it's got say, a date on it. The yeah. subs say we're married now, as it already happened. It, yeah. Maybe either way, this is definitely something that Gendo held for a while oh, just yeah. to spring on the guy. Oh sure, yeah, because like I mean, I think. To me, I feel like in some ways he's weaponizing uh, Fuyutsuki's, um like, love for Yui. Yeah. Or, well, I mean, I, I I didn't read it as love, but right, like sort of interest in for whatever reason, uh, Yui, and that you know he was off the grid for a while, so he would have received the card if he were in a you know an address that they could reach. That was my read on that. But it wasn't like. I, I want to hand it to them at this moment. It's more like I would have given this to you, but we couldn't find you. But you lived here. in fucking Rivet City. So <laughs> here's the counter to that, though. When he runs into Yui later for the first mm-hmm. time, she says it's been so long. And she clearly expects that some of her communications have gotten to him. <sighs> uh, he, he like walks right by her, too, without like really saying much. He's just like, yep, it has been and just kind of coldly walks by her. Oh, yeah, he no-sells it, but yeah, yeah, she's clearly been interested in keeping up with this guy and, you know, uh-huh. found the professor a notable figure in her life, and she doesn't realize that Gendo has kept a lot of shit from him. Oh, okay. Yeah, here's a bit as my wife has been nagging me to get this to you, is the line Gendo gives him. She seems yeah. to be a fan of yours. Nagging women, am I right? Discussion of There's discussion of Sele and how Fuyutsuki has only heard terrible things about them. He asks Gendo point blank, did your organization only invite the rest of us for political convenience? Because it would be a giant issue if Sele staff only had been allowed to investigate Sele's fuck up at the South Pole. That'd be some Tacoma style shit. I still need to finish that. It's like two hours long, my guy. Dude, Firewatch took me over a month. I was into I did that after the first major patch when I bought it on launch. Anyway, mm-hmm. that means I haven't played Firewatch. Uh, Firewatch is good. When it came out, there was a little bit of you know fixing up, and then they patched in a bunch of shit. <laughs> My defining memory of Firewatch is that E3 sizzle trailer for Sony, where here's a bunch of action footage where Kratos rips a guy's head off, somebody gets shot in the face, and then the Firewatch scene is him throwing a beer bottle in a lake. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> We cut back to 2015 for a minute. Misato is in a black Save the Glowing Nerve logo isolation cell, talking about how she still hates the darkness after, you know, she was shoved away from Second Impact in a floating coffin and left alone in the dark for God knows how long. Mm -hmm. 2002. Fuyutsuki sees her for the first time, kept in what looks like a prison nursery. 
Mm-hmm. Masato hasn't spoken in two years at this point as the sole survivor of the expedition that killed her father, and nobody knows what she saw given that their investigation is not going smoothly. For the record, it's not like a prison, it's like a Chomura psych ward. Well, the description I would use is prison nursery. There's bars on the windows, there's a lot of young child's toys around her, and the room is barren. Yeah, it'd be like if institutionalized was five instead of, like, twenty. Look, I used a descriptor. I did not say, they keep her in jail with the children. I mean, they're on a boat, too. Like, they're they're on, like, you know, on a ship, and they, like, made up this room just to keep her in it. It's very... Ooh. Yeah. I wouldn't be very talkative either. So, uh, Fuyutsuki sees some of the evidence from the investigation himself. One thing that is only mentioned in the director's cut, they mention a cavern underneath the explosion. Mm-hmm. Photos of the giant of light in this shot looking Ava 01 as fuck down to the shoulder blades. And how every single bit of life in the area was scoured down to the micro-organic level. Yeah, no, that's funny that I, I didn't realize that the cavern thing was a, a director's cut ad because that was the thing where I went, oh, that's interesting. What's that's... interesting about it? I mean, because they, they say later on that the um, that the geofront at uh, Tokyo 3 is more or less it was already there and it was the exact same as the um, as the base that they found at the South Pole. That's mildly confusing to me because I'm not sure if it's the geofront or the place that they go into under the geofront. Um, it's nope, definitely that is, that's yeah, the geofront is the sphere. Yeah. Okay, because later in the next episode, it definitely looks like a sphere with a bunch of hexes carved into it. Yeah, I mean they definitely show the building of the uh, like the pyramid. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm it's, just yeah. not sure if they're lying about which cavern is the one and which one they dug. Right. They didn't dig either. Yeah, my it sounded like they discovered it. Like they they discovered these structures. Chris, has this already not clicked there. for you yet? No, I'm just confused about the second spherical cavern underneath the first one. I know which one of no, them. No, they're not is underneath the two. They're not underneath each other. One was under oh! South Pole. One was under Japan. No, 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 no. Never mind. We'll talk about it next episode, I guess. Yeah, we will. Okay, yeah. But I thought that was like an interesting bit where it's it's starting to make connections like, oh, Adam was in this underground cavern and got stabbed by the lance or whatever and exploded. And now we have a second cavern that's identical. It feels like, you know, that sort of like, oh, this is forerunner technology. It was already here. And then so, we built wow. stuff into it. Wow. Why? That, that is correct. What a good, <laughs> what a good logical leap. Right? Because that's how they that's how they phrase it. It wasn't like human, like this secret organization called Sele built these two different things. It's more like these were already here and we like uh, humans like whatever took it over and then blew one of them up. Matt, I want to tell you the thing that I was surprised you were right about, which is uh, okay. the forerunner technology. Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. Also, this episode tells you directly that they didn't spear Adam. They unspeared Adam and then tried to re-spear him when things go bad. Oh, and that makes sense because the next episode you're unspearing him. But the, but then he, Adam was not speared at the beginning of the series because there was a whole thing about Ray get the Lance of Longinus mm. and she's so it's kind of hmm. right. 
I'm making the thinking yeah. emoji face right now. <laughs> you are correct. You might you might start to find yourself in the situation Misato was of how much of what I've been told is a lie. Yep. Yep. We're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but all of it. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> all of it. Ah. The end of the South Pole investigation is that the UN releases a statement afterwards claiming that a meteor hit the South Pole at 20 to 30 percent the speed of light. Fuyutsuki knows this is bullshit and knows that there are two individuals who are connected to this cover-up, clearly Gendo and a man named Kiel. In the director's cut, there is a scene that is only, it's very brief, but it was added in. He said he would continue to follow this path, even if it would lead me to a former student named Yui Akari. We are at the UN Artificial Evolution Research Laboratory in 2003. He runs into her on the steps. She's, like I said, happy to see him after all this time. He just no-sells it and goes in to chew out her husband. The scene ends with the plaque saying that he's talking to the director of the Artificial Evolution Lab, who is Gendo. In the original TV cut, they actually had to flash a subtitle over him saying he was the director because this scene didn't exist. Yeah. And then we cut to like a familiar scene, which is Gendo behind a desk. Very familiar. I, I feel like I they've used this shot multiple times. And I don't. Yeah, this I don't one know doesn't have the insane scribbles yet. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have uh, the, the Sephiro on the ceiling or anything like that. His weird Silent Hill office. Yeah, it's like blood red all the time or magenta. Um, so yeah, Fuski oh. starts uh, <laughs> the last one of offices. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh man, that's 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 a joke for you, lightning strikes thrice, listeners. <laughs> uh, one of so, them will be magenta. <sighs> yup. So Fuski begins tearing into Gendo, and yeah, he. Re- like he's like, oh, I I found this information by the way, and Gendo's like, I'm surprised that that uh, survived uh, destruction. Good for you. And then Fuski's like, and then I looked into your assets, and you have way too much money. Like, and I know being a parent is expensive, but like, why why is there so much money in your accounts? <laughs> and uh, like, I, as a civil servant, and like Gendo's response was like, I I like this response. It's very sassy. It's like, wow, you should have gone into economics. Get fucked. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of really good stuff here, and one bit the dub added is brilliant. You can't just write the letter F. My brain replaced this with the word respect. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to, I had to start writing F. I was so sick of writing Fuyutsuki, 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 Fuyutsuki over Could have copy-pasted. Respect. Just, like, have it copied. Eh. Pasting is weird using with Google Docs. Thank God for video games. Yeah. Also, it's only weird because you don't press shift when you paste. No, I mean, if I'm switching between tabs, it doesn't instantly give focus to the thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. JavaScript is bad. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, Fuyutsuki threatens to take all of what he has public, expose Seile and the people who cause second impact to the world. All Gendo says is, before you do, check this shit out. And then uh, they take a long elevator, and there is... There's a beautiful line in the dub. What is that uh, supposed to mean? I'm too dumb for that. Well, it's The just... cask of Amontillado. Oh, yeah. 
uh, in the subtitles, the discussion between Fuyutsuki and Gendo is, we're going down quite a ways. Does it worry you? Somewhat. In the dubs, it's, how far down are we going? And Gendo does a mocking, worried Montresor? Translator's um, note, I read a book this week. I think that's a beautiful fucking joke. Thank that's you a, very much. That is a good joke. I agree. Uh. Ah, so they breached the geofront, which we learned wasn't man-made. Uh, the addition of this being like the cavern at the South Pole is new to the director's cut. But a giant, perfectly spherical cavern was under Japan, and now we are building Proto-Nerve here. Mm-hmm. Which they call, uh, was it Gehern? Gehern. Gehern. Yes. Which is just, Anno said, oh, this name is way cooler than the other one, so later I'll have to retcon it where it gets renamed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first person they meet when they get underground is Dr. Akagi. It's Ritsuko's mother. Fuyutsuki knows her as well. He does not know her daughter, Ritsuko, though. Uh, Who is there, by the way? Is she? Yeah, she's yeah, in no. the room. Yeah, she's she's in the room sort of standing back. And I, I made a note being like, that's definitely Ritsuko because it's the same hair shape, but she's not blonde, which is weird. Yep, she has her mother's hair naturally. Yeah. Which is purple. Which, <laughs> which is purple. As you do. But yeah, yeah, Ritsuko is, uh, she's like, yeah, this is the best Naoko. place to study biocomputing. Or, Who the fuck is Naoko? Akagi? Naoko Akagi. That's her oh, mother. Naoko Akagi. Okay. I, I forgot what her first name was, but. Well, you yeah, called she, her Ritsuko. That's why I correct Oh, whoops, whoops, whoops. Well, anyway, yeah, Naoko, Ritsuko's mother, says that, uh, you know. Oh yeah, I'm here because this is the best place to uh, to learn biocomputing or like develop biocomputing here. And she's uh, with says all that, the money that's being funneled into the place. Oh yeah, yeah, with that absurd uh, pre-nerve money. And she's like, I'm going to name them the Mad Guy after the uh, three wise men from the east. And if you listen to Apocrypals, you heard a lot about those dudes this past week. And all you are th- you're thinking about still is Skull Mountain. Yup. <laughs> Ah, Gendo and Naoko show Fuyutsuki the head of Unit OO and offer him a job alongside them for the future of mankind. We cut back to 2015 for a second, where Ritsuko and Maya go, Where's Bisato? I haven't seen her today. We cut back to 2005, and we see the first meeting of Ritsuko and Misato. This whole sequence is narrated by letters between Ritsuko and Naoko. Naoko's half is mostly bitching about the lunches underground on her end, but we hear about the original fling Misato and Kaji had from outside. I didn't hear from her for days, and when I heard why, I was in shock. She spent the whole week having sex with her new boyfriend. A whole week! It's clearly never moved in with someone before. That's what you do. <laughs> Naoko mm-hmm. writes a line in the dub, which I feel sums her up a lot better than the very dry read of the subs. I'm ashamed to admit it, but I've only acted like a mother when it suited my whims, which wasn't often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's there's an interesting bit later where, uh, yeah, she was like, oh, uh, actually, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to it, but the whole idea of, like, um, her mother feeling that she's deprived um, Ritsuko of... Oh, that's the same part. They just add that line in the dub. Okay. So okay, here, yeah. have a computer just... instead. <laughs> yeah. Close. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> I know. But uh, what what Matt is talking about is one of the letters from Naoko to 
Ritsuko mm-hmm. is talking about how, you know, you always were so dispassionate about things. I, I really should have reined you in more and been more of a mother to you, taught you yeah. the ways of a woman. Yeah, like I, I left you on your own for too long, essentially, or like left you to fend for yourself or use your own devices. I forget the exact phrase. It, left, she says left you to your own devices is the sub is the sub line you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah, that's the gotcha. one. And here is one more director's cut only scene. 2003, Yui and Fuyutsuki are talking under a tree with baby Shinji in a stroller nearby. Fuyutsuki says he's only with the group for Yui's ideals, not for Sele's plan. They've made it very clear that he is also on a short leash after his threats to Gendo, and that he could have a bullet in his head with no trouble to anyone. They also say that if the Dead Sea Scrolls are correct, we're all fucked anyway and Third Impact is going to happen in about ten years. Yui points out that Sele is technically there to stop this. Mm-hmm. Fuyutsuki says that she doesn't have to be a test subject, but she says she's doing it for Shinji. And we end the director's cutscene. So we go to 2004, and the aforementioned incident happens. Uh, Yui's final words are, I want to show Shinji how bright the future will be. Uh, Naoko, now that Yui's gone, decides, yes, I should absolutely start trying to fuck Gendo. Just a weird director's cut note. In the original airing, this scene and Naoko's monologue reuse a lot of the episode 16 footage of news clippings about Yui's death. Gotta save cash somewhere. Look, office bagels are expensive. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get office bagels, baby. (laughs) Neither do I. They're gross. I love bagels. Bagels They're bread. They're bread, my dude. They're not bread. The water does so much for them. It's not bread. I don't know anything about making bread, so I'm surprised there's water involved. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's actually said to be what the flavor of New York bagels is. It comes from the water. Yeah, because you boil them first before you bake them. Yeah, oh, it's anyway. all the fluoride? Okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, Gendo disappears for a week. Uh, no, this is not true because they mentioned that was that a Naoko joke. was there. Fuck you. I wrote a joke oh, because okay. I had very dry notes. Fuck off. Uh, Gendo vanishes for... How dare you? I added editorializing into your notes later, by the way. Uh, I know you did. And... Re- Gendo vanishes for a week and returns for one of the iconic shots of the series, announcing the human instrumentality project to Fuyutsuki, while light through a window shadows a cross behind his silhouette on the wall. Uh, you can read this nerd shit. Uh, a lot of fans have noted there's literally no way that the light could cause this visual effect, but it looks really sweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's better than the fan fucking nerding that I read about how, well, technically, if this angel maintains orbit, it would be over Australia. Well, fuck off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it uh, could still be. Yeah, well, you know what? Go fuck yourself. It's a weird alien. Uh, well, yeah. 2008. A better time. Uh, a letter. <laughs> Sir? Yeah, it's fine. It's a good year. A time right? for real change. Uh,. <laughs> Uh, things definitely change in 2008 (laughs) yeah a letter from Ritsuko congratulating her mother on completing the Magi theorem as she goes to join uh, Gehern she goes to join not Nerve uh, for herself she proceeds to walk in on Gendo and Naoko fucking and uh, so the curse of Ritsuko knowing way too much about every person's sex life continues 
and then we cut to 2010 where Gendo is showing child array around the geo front. Uh, Naoko notices this kid looks a lot like Yui and begins investigating her. All of the records of her have been scrubbed and the magi are completed. Yeah. And this this is the this is the what the fuck scene of Hell the yeah. episode. <laughs> of course you say that. Uh yeah. It's important. So, yeah, so what are the you know, I think yeah, it's the same scene where um Ritsuko and Naoko have that conversation about, oh, like, hey, what's going on with you? Oh, by the way, Masato just, just came back from, from Germany. Uh oh, she and Kaji probably broke up because it's a long distance relationship. And her mother's like kind of like teasing her, being like, Well, why don't you get some happiness for yourself? Like, and you know, they have that whole conversation. Oh, yeah, I haven't I didn't teach you how to be a woman, really. Yeah, that sucks. Um But then uh after Ritsuko leaves, uh Ray comes out from the shadows and she's lost. And it goes south pretty much immediately because like Naoko's like trying to treat her like a child, like, hey, uh, you, you lost here. Come hang out with me, you know, while, and we'll figure out where you need to go. And and Ray's just like, yeah, no, thanks, old hag. That's like my and child. <laughs> my child told somebody in the store, get out of the way, asshole. <laughs> so your child. Yeah. No, dude, we were playing fucking ukulele yesterday and the tutorial snake kept bothering us. And she just goes, what is that fucking snake saying? <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's the proper response to ukulele. <laughs> that game is trash. My child it, likes it, and it's so bad. She makes me read her what the dialogue is, which is embarrassing, because it is the most painful thing I have ever read. I'm gonna give you a spoiler. I didn't finish that piece of shit. That game was never gonna be good. Of course not, because Rare no, never made was, a good game. It was much worse than I expected. I would disagree with that, but I would say Magic they made one good game, and it's about pinatas fucking. That's what? also true. Viva Pinata. Oh, oh, right. You make him fuck, Matt. I I liked Perfect Dark and Conquered. Wow, you're an day. idiot. I would also say Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts is pretty good. Mm, uh, mm, I, I didn't fine. play any of those games. It's you, fine. You can you can definitely say it tried something new, even if the execution was a little weird. Sure, but we're uh, talking about good games, not interesting games. <laughs> I think there's no difference sometimes. Anyway. Right. So, yeah. And Naoko's just like, what the fuck? And she's like, that's that's not a nice thing to say to someone. Like, uh, maybe I'll, like your father will punish you. And Ray's just like, well, that's what my dad calls you. No, she specifically yeah. says that's what or the director Gendo calls sorry. you. Yeah, that's, that's, what, the that's director. what the director. Yeah, because she didn't say dad. You yeah. should be careful about that. Uh, yeah, technically the cover story is that Gendo is watching the child of a friend, the Ayanami family. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so this uh, turns into a complete freakout for uh, Naoko, and uh, during this freakout, she realizes she's uh, choking Ray to death. And uh, she oh, also... you're underselling this. Uh, it's the, crazy. The comments that Yui or that Ray is making are. You know, that's what Gendo calls you. That old hag is pushy. That old hag is useless. You know, she's replaceable. And mm -hmm. it transforms from Ray's voice to Yui's voice. And Naoko is slowly realizing the entire time. And she's cutting back over 
thoughts of being with Gendo and just him staring dispassionately as they're making out or getting frisky. And she realizes the whole time this has just been nothing but a means to an end for him. Imagine how creepy it would be if Gendo actually looked at something passionately. He did. I mean, I mean, like. He, he's got, like, some really buggy-looking eyes. Like, we haven't talked about what he looked like without glasses, but it's creepy as fuck. Oh, yeah, young young Gendo is very insectoid in the head. Oh, he, my God. He looks like he's out of fucking Akira. Yeah. Yeah, he really does look like a character from Akira walked into Evangelion. Evangelion, good for health, bad for education. Not incorrect. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah. long story short, remember that comment earlier about crimes of passion? Naoko strangles Ray to death, calling her just as replaceable as me in the rage, realizes she's just murdered a child, and flings herself off the railing of the command center to her death. Now that it's claimed two lives in under a minute, Sela uses this as the champagne cork on uh, getting rid of Gehern and creating nerve. Murder. So, we are gonna cut back to 2015. Kaji says it's time to go. He unlocks Fuyutsuki's cell and unties the man, saying it's been a while. Fuyutsuki says it'll cost him his life. Kaji just says he wants the truth, and in the director's cut only, he knows he's been on borrowed time since he got the atom sample to Gendo. Chris Taylor wrote plot alert in these notes. Mm-hmm. The plot alert is why is it the a- why is he giving Gendo an atom sample if they have Adam in the basement? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I wouldn't have called that out this early for him, but yeah. Whatever. Fuck it, dude. It's gonna. Oh. I know you want to talk about it, but I'm trying to keep you from spoiling everything. I didn't spoil in it. I didn't spoil it. I just. I mean, I definitely. It, it definitely didn't make didn't make a certain sense, but like, it's also a little vague as to how long Adam's been there. But I assume because the LCL comes from Adam, it's got to be there for a while. He, he had to have been yeah. there for a while. Yeah. So it it only makes sense that. I mean, I, I thought the whole atom sample thing was more of like it was in like an embryo state, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's different than just simply we have an atom, you know, all oh, speaking you of, know, nailed up. Speaking of this embryo, I saw the grossest manga panel. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. It's related okay. to the hand and how it's not a hand in the manga. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh Anyway, uh, is this like an Edward Penis hands thing? <sighs> kind of. Yeah, sort of. Oh, gross. <laughs> There's definitely impregnation. Oh, gross. That's not good. <laughs> Elsewhere, the intelligence department... <laughs> That's okay, There's some inflationist shit next episode. <sighs> oh, even better. <laughs> Weren't you the one telling me we need to get through this quickly, asshole? Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> Jesus. Let's try this one more time. Oh my god, <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna be able to watch Black Lagoon Son before one o'clock. A bitch! What? <laughs> I've Hold tried up. to do this and you keep Let me help you. Here you over go. Me. I can read this. I wrote these notes. Fuck you. Okay. Elsewhere, the intelligence <laughs> agents return Ritsuko's badge and gun to her because a solution has been found. When she asks where Kaji is, the man simply says, I don't have an answer. This scene was altered heavily from the original airing, but the biggest part is Kaji staring down his killer with, you're late, aren't you, before a gunshot in black. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, how did you take this scene when you read it? I mean, it definitely didn't read as like, I mean, what's this bit about Masato killing okay, Kaji? Okay, so 
You, that makes no you, sense. You just thought someone was assigned to kill Kaji. I I thought that somebody related to Sele would have put out a hit on him. Now I also that's exactly wasn't, it. And I wasn't entirely sure that just because there's a cut to black with a gunshot doesn't necessarily mean he's dead because I've seen this fake out before. But he I'm is dead. Gr- okay, I will explicitly tell you he's dead. Right, because they they play the rest of the the thing like he's dead, but that doesn't really tell. The, the thing that's frustrating, I guess we'll have to find out later in the series, if they ever circle back around to it, that did he find what he, anything of what he was looking for, or did his curiosity just end up being his undoing? Guess what? It doesn't matter, because fuck you. Yeah. See, that's so, disappointing. This is very unsatisfying. This is the part that I feel you need context for, because... This sucks so much. In the original airing, think of how this scene plays out. The intelligence agent gives Ritsuko her badge and gun. She asks where Kaji is, and we immediately cut to him being shot. With him showing recognition. And then right after that is her crying about it. So, a lot of people took this as Misato killed Kaji. Yeah, I don't see that at all. Because that's good for the plot! Because that's a good plot you could write! What motivation would she have to kill him specifically at that point? She's a fucking intelligence officer. She has to do it, or she she's has not to intelligent. Get she's strategy. Whatever. She has to do it, or she has to get shit canned. But well, the whole thing is this scene was changed so much in the director's cut because they did not want to give that implication because so many people read it that way. Oh, it's so much better than the thing he actually wrote. I. Disagree. I think this is better with that clarity, even though, like you, I thought that was exactly how this went down for a decade. Oh, it should have been. It should have been. Yeah, I don't. But it that it doesn't it doesn't work for me. It, At least, like maybe with future knowledge, it would make more sense. But like, given the context of his whole situation, which is he's a double agent. He 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 was on Sele's side, but he was also on Nerve's side, and then he captures well, the Nerve guy for Sele, and then lets him go. And then the guy from Nerve, you know, Fuyutsuki says, oh, they're going to kill you for this. And he's like, yeah, th- I I know, but I want to at least, sure. you know, put but in when the he effort. Says, and, then, and then he gets killed by Nerve doesn't make any sense. When he says they, it leaves it open to interpretation because you also have the impression that Nerve wants Fuyutsuki captured because they're onto how Fuyutsuki is technically doubling. I mean, I guess you could read it that way, too. But, like, to me, his last act was defying Sele, not defying Nerve. Right. Yeah. And that's ambiguous. I just think it would add yeah, sure. to Misato's emotional state immediately after this and for the elevator scene in EOE. Oh, I don't know about the elevator scene. Yeah, yet. you'll get there. Don't worry. Yeah, no, I know of it. I just don't know what happens in it. Like, basically what I'm saying is either of these works perfectly because the wording is ambiguous. I just think one is emotionally more resonant for Misato's character. I just don't think Misato would have done it. Like, well, I'm I've she, come down with you on this, Matt. I think she yeah. would be in the position where she would have to because Kaji effectively converted her into a double agent also, so she would need to maintain that cover. So here's the thing both of you are overlooking, which never gets spoken out right. Fuyutsuki is playing two sides. Misato is playing two sides. Kaji is playing three sides. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right, because the, the third side is Misato, right? Sort of. He's basically with her, and remember earlier, he was spying for the UN, not Sele. 
Oh. The cat lady scene, that's not Sele. That's not Sele. Oh, right, because no. you're looking into into the Marduk Institute, which is... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Kaji was playing three sides off against each other. But then also at the same time trying to get Masato to to push a little harder to find out stuff for herself, too. Yep. That's a kind of four sides. A little bit. I don't know that I'd call that a side so much as... Somebody's got to know what's up because this could cost everyone everything. Yeah, and he could also have been said to be using her the same way. You heard him earlier. Yep, Gendo's still using me. I can go further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I, I guess we'll see where, where all this lands. But to me, like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't fully sure they were going to keep him dead yet. But I also didn't see what the point of killing him was either. Because of the, the, the atom season. sample, that mm-hmm. is the betrayal that basically gets him iced. Once Sele finds out about that. Right. Look at this fucking but- savage burn when the second title of the episode is Don't Be. <laughs> <sighs> hey, I'm not wrong. Anyway. <laughs> so here's Kats, uh, Kaji's final message to Misato. He left it on her answering machine before he went off. Katsuragi, it's me. I'm sure you're listening to this message after I've caused you so much trouble today. I'm sorry. Tell Ritsuko I'm sorry, too. And there's one more thing to trouble you with. There's this flower I've been growing. It'd make me happy if you could water it for me. Shinji knows where it is. Katsuragi, the truth is with you. Don't hesitate. Move ahead. If I can see you again, I'll say the words I couldn't say eight years ago. Bye. Mm Mm-hmm. Shinji speaks the only line of dialogue he has in the episode as he hears Misato weeping and wailing, peeks his head out, and hides instead of engage with her. All I could do was run away from Misato. There was nothing I could say. I was just a child. And the episode ends. The subs add at the back of that. It made me realize that. I hate that. That's not... That's just lazy. Is it? Yeah, because he... he... The unspoken part is he realizes he was just a child there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to punctuate it. Well, they do. It does feel like re- anime and anime is for emotionally stunted individuals. <laughs> That's why the dub localization is 99% better. <laughs> Speaking of. Never mind. Uh, yeah. that's the end of the episode, and we go into episode 22 at least be human slash don't be. But the, mm-hmm. the thing that he was commenting on is that I have subtitled it Chris's favorite episode, because I bet it is. It is, actually. Yeah, I know. Uh, what I like about it is this episode contains everything I like about Evangelion in a nutshell, right? You have, like, the age stuff. You have some incredible small animation touches. Uh, you have the introspection. You have alien fighting. And then you have the crazy meta plot. Like, this episode has everything. Here is a mm-hmm. giant note about this. This episode is the one that changed the most from the original airing to the director's cut. There are added scenes. There is touched-up animation. Over a third of this thing is different from what showed on television. So many things were added and altered, the director's cut version slice out the opening, the only time in the entire series this happens. Unlike a lot of the director's cut versions being animation polish and added scenes, 
This one diverges heavily and re-edits what was shown on television. I will say that reanimation stuff look it stands out. Well, that's usually how these things go with television animation. Well, they get the rough onto TV, and then the home release has the very cleaned up. We can take our time. There's no deadlines. One of sure. the one of these is like we did it for a nickel, and the other one's like here's fifty bucks. Yeah, here's the rest of the dollar. Uh, I'm not going to go over everything in these notes because this is already a long episode, but I tried to hit the most interesting points in these notes. I want to note this episode was hell to do notes for because there are five different cuts of it. And because you're the person you are, you probably watched all of them. I did. I spent 90 minutes on the angel scene. I had to hear Amen over and over for almost two hours. That's a good-ass song, though, my dude. It is <laughs> in short bursts. Holy shit. And for you guys, you didn't... You maybe watched this episode. This was four hours ago for me. <laughs> oh, God. Dog, I can't tell you how many times I heard the phrase, don't you love me, and you're lying. <laughs> All right, fair. So... So many frames of a monkey head. Director's Cut gets another opening scene that was not in television. It is a flashback to the fleet transporting Unit 02 and Asuka Japan. It is night. Asuka and Kaji are on the deck looking at the stars, and she's trying to get his attention. They're on a shipping container, not the deck. That's why it's weird. They're above able to look at the stars, was my point there. (laughs) Uh... And she, you know, he's trying to brush this off because he's always been less than thrilled about her advances. And the whole scene takes a fucked up turn when she says, uh, he says, you're still a child. These things can wait until you've grown up a little. She's on top of him, starts screaming that she's an adult already, rips down her top to flash him and just goes, look at me over and over until we end on a beheaded doll with blood splattered nearby. Yeah, this like how she's is... already grown up. Yeah. Uh, this is where the opening would air, but again, director's cut, so they just flash the NGE logo and go into the episode. Uh, and we open up at a funeral. Uh, specifically, it's a uh, funeral for uh, Asuka's mother. You can see, uh, you see her, she's, you know, she's got little bows and whatnot, but she looks like fucking pissed. Like she doesn't look upset. She just looks like really pissed off little child. And uh <laughs> and there's two in- the note says here anyway, two incredibly poorly German accented men speaking about it. Uh, so I, it's hard for me to tell what a German accent in Japanese, like speaking Japanese is. That is mostly a comment about the localization. They lean too hard on the accent in all of these people. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely the, the phone call part. It's definitely very bad. <laughs> yeah. Badly spoken German. Um, and they find out, uh, like, th- and this is all done in, like, voiceover, like a quiet conversation happening somewhere else uh, between what I guess are two randos uh, that Asuka's mother had uh, killed herself. And the, the man in the conversation believes that it had something to do with the contact experiment that Dr. Soryu was working on before her demise. And commenting on the irony that she would become the subject of her own work. 
I want to point out Asuka's mother has the stupidest name in all of Evangelion, and I secretly suspect she is a Gundam character who ended up in this timeline. No shit, her name is Kyoko Zeppelin Soryu. Oh, that's right. I saw the Zeppelin thing. My wife just says, is her last name really fucking Zeppelin? Yeah. My wife watched half this episode and then left in disgust. (laughs) So, uh, we cut to a scene of Asuka's mother talking to Asuka in a hospital, who is the doll we saw in the breakdown. She tells the doll if it doesn't eat that mean girl over there, the real Asuka, who's watching from outside the room, is going to laugh at her. The men comment again, maybe the doctor is in this state due to her guilt over her research, spending her entire life playing with dolls and not taking care of her own daughter. During this conversation, a furious tiny Asuka is holding one of the doll's beheaded heads. Yeah, it's a uh, it's very creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's and a very and the entire creepy scene... episode, my dude. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, <laughs> plus also everything's like in this like hazy washed out like, very pale filter. It looks like the hospital mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that Shinji's in. Uh, yeah, it is a nerve facility, so it's got a lot of similar design. Uh, no, I meant, like, artistically, where everything's super whitewashed out. Oh, oh, gotcha. You uh, meant animation-wise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we get the line, Mankind creates dolls in our own image. Perhaps if God exists, then we're nothing more to dolls to him. Uh, there's a director's cut edit here, note here. Uh, the female doctor's lines were moved around a bit, putting the doll's line and I am a human before a doctor, a flesh and blood woman, up here to make this into one conversation so they can fit in some sex sounds. Yeah. Uh, hilariously, some sex sounds where Asuka's standing right outside. And we'll, we'll cover what that is later if you haven't figured it out yet. Wait, what? Did I miss it? Yeah, it's, it's later in the notes. It's cool. Okay. Uh, then we see Asuka's grandmother talking to her, covering her face with a handkerchief so we don't have to animate her mouth moving. Uh, it's, it <laughs> or says, her eyes. Or anything at all. Asuka, it's okay to cry. I'll never cry, grandmother. I've got to take care of myself now. Uh, Here's I'm a not- fun, stupid fact. Mm. This is one of the few times the director's cut reuses animation. The scene of Asuka here is actually from episode 25. Uh, I like the dub, the subline here, which isn't that, uh, I've got to take care of myself now. It's like, I'm going to be a person and think for myself, which is, I'm not going to be sad just because you think I should be sad. That's fair. That's, that's a different read on it. I can get that. Both work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and then we've got the sync rate tests, which Matt will tell me about. Yeah. So this is all happening in, um, Asuka's head. She's having, you know, She's thinking back on this because she's her sync rates have been dropping pretty consistently uh, over the recent stretch. And they, they say, like, hey, stop thinking about other things. You need to focus on this. Um, and there's a lot of conversation happening in the test room between uh, Maya and Ritsuko being like, hey, we can't we don't have time to fix you know both broken machines. So we might have to prioritize unit zero zero getting back up to snuff because uh you know, it, she's getting in real dangerous territory, uh, Asuka is, in terms of being able to uh, pilot the Ava. And we see a scene of uh, Masato standing in front of uh, Unit 01, and she's like, I guess I hate the Avas. And she also calls it, like, the murder of her father. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, but she is called aside by uh, what's this guy's name again? <laughs> this is not Hyuga. I forget the third guy's name because he it's barely glasses. talks. It's glasses yeah. guy. It, it's yeah. not the third. Is Hyuga. Yeah, yeah. This it's, is Hyuga. Yeah, he's the guy that okay. looks like Phoenix Wright. And then there's a guy with the awful hair. Yeah, the, the guy who looks like know. the guy kind of looks like the guy who looks like kind of like either Trunks or like James from yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. He, does look, he does look like James. <laughs> All right, I guess it is Yuga. You're right. We have Yuga, uh, James, and Maya are the only three nerve characters who matter at all. Uh, <laughs> apparently, yeah. So, um, yeah. So they're they're sitting outside, like just sort of trading intel, and uh, um, Misato learns that. Uh, they've started construction on Ava units. Um, I guess it's what six through thirteen, seven, seven through, 13? through thirteen. Yeah, so a whole bunch of other Avas just started um, um, started going, and uh, there's a little hint here that that's how many eyes are on the Sale logo, also on Adam's face. Yeah, that's the mask. Is the Sale logo? Oh, so that's a mask that's on. The, yes, on that the is face. a mask on top of Adam's face. Oh, I didn't realize that wasn't part of Adam to begin with. No, no, the purple thing is a mask. Oh. Well, in all fairness, you wouldn't know that until EOE anyway. I always thought it was pretty clear because it does, it looks like a separate thing, but. Mm. But anyway. That's fair. That's, that's me. Uh, what's this note about? This is literally unknowable. Oh, I just wrote that while I was watching and reading it. Yeah. Then I came back 30 seconds later and just went. <sighs> yeah, I wrote hint how many eyes are on the Sele logo, which for those at home, it's seven. Like the seven different locations around the world. They're this building is literally a nobleman. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> and then, yeah, instantly it clicked for him. Okay. Well. Anyway, Masato points out that this is very weird because uh, Nerve is using a, a lot of spare parts from the scrapped units five and six from Germany. So it's for like, repairs. where are they for, for repairs on um, unit zero uh, zero and zero two? So it's very weird that they are a like allowing them to take parts from other Avas, yet they're building new ones, and also just they're spending all this money um, in secret, and they're doing it in secret from I guess this is Branch O one, Branch one. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's something that's not adding up, and it's uh, making Masato uh, very curious. Uh, there's a director's cut-only scene where Asuka is on a train platform trying to call Kaji. His phone number is now responding with no longer in service. She finds it a little weird, but just goes, I wonder if he's on another trip. Then she sees Shinji and Rei across the platform and starts going into a rage about how you know he was just sucked into a robot for a month but now here he is back to normal wonder boy and her raging gets cut off by a train as the scene ends mm -hmm. i'm gonna point out because i don't want to risk forgetting it next episode asuka doesn't actually find out kaji is dead in the original series as aired on television oh. which is hilarious because there's a big conflict in that scene that's like the center point of eoe yeah they add one scene yeah, in the, the stuff coffee, we cover next time. The knocked over coffee pot is in the middle of that scene. Yeah. But she she only finds this out before the movie in the director's cut. And it's one scene they added in episode 24, I think. Yeah, like, very important, my dudes. Yeah. It's never on screen as it's aired on television. Which is actually really fucking cruel when you think about it. Yeah, this is way messier than I thought it was. Yes, uh, now you know why I did all these notes. Uh, 
so we're at dinner at Masato's. Uh, Shinji has his headphones in and Asuka is eating in a simmering rage. Masato is drinking heavily and thinking about how awkward shit is despite them this Despite this being the first time they're all together again in over a month. Uh, the phone rings as Asuka is storming off. Uh, Misato says, Asuka, can you get that? And she snaps that Misato should get it herself. It's probably just Kaji calling from you. And Misato says, that's not likely. Mm-hmm. The phone call is for Asuka, as Shinji has picked it up. He mistakenly claims it sounds like her mother... And Asuka snatches it up. Her mood turns on a dime as she begins talking to her stepmother in German. Shinji notices she seems so much happier in a language he can't understand, with the most on-the-nose symbolism ever. I'm too dumb for that. What is that? Where she's taking a little bit of glee in the fact that she can have something she can hold over him. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely very performative. Well, I got oh, yeah, that she's, part. She, yeah. Uh, here's the fucked up detail from earlier that I decided to spring on you at this point, if you hadn't realized it. Remember that conversation between the man and the doctor in the earlier about Asuka's mother being a failure? Those Mm -hmm. were Asuka's father and Asuka's future stepmother. Oh. Yeah, he started fucking the doctor while his wife was in the hospital before she killed herself. Some people think that might have been the thing that finally drove the mother to suicide, but, you know, read it as you will. (laughs) I don't... I do not think it would take that, given the state of Asuka's mother. Yeah, she was already pretty much, like, institutionalized level, you know, situation, like, by the time that happened. I just wanted a Pepsi. Dude, that song is so good. It is. I was in my room, and I was just, like, staring at the wall, thinking about everything, and then again, I was thinking about nothing. And then my mom came in, and I didn't even know she was there. She called my name, and I didn't hear it, and she started screaming. Mike, Mike! And I go, what? What's the matter? She goes, what's the matter with you? I go, there's nothing wrong, Mom. She goes, don't tell me that. You're on drugs. I go, no, Mom, I'm not on drugs. I'm okay. I'm just thinking, you know. Why don't you give me a Pepsi? She goes, no, you're on drugs. I go, Mom, I'm okay. I'm just thinking. She goes, no, you're not thinking. You're on drugs. Normal people don't act that way. I go, Mom, just give me a Pepsi, please. All I want is a Pepsi. And she wouldn't give it to me. All I wanted was a Pepsi. Just one Pepsi, and she wouldn't give it to me. Just a Pepsi. Can you watch it with my knees? I'm running back to see a thief. Just be up, just play me. It's a good deal. Crazy. I'm not crazy. Here's the truth. You're the one that's crazy. Here's the truth. You're trying to be crazy. Here's the truth. They stick me in an institution. Then what's the only solution? You need a professional to take you from the enemy myself. Ah. We've we've used it in the notes of a few episodes. It's called have institutionalized. We? I've put it in at least one episode. Okay, Matt, have you not seen this music video before? Uh, no. It's fucking incredible. You're gonna watch it after we're done recording. Oh. Anyway, a director's cut only scene has Asuka getting out of the tub. Uh she's half monologuing, half thinking out loud that reusing the water the others did. The the Japanese get every bit out of the water supply they can, and I'm Why? sure. Tokyo 3 actually made this rationing worse. I'm sure. Uh, makes her sick, and she doesn't want to use the same washer as them, or the same toilet they've sat on, and they all fucking suck, and I hate that first child bitch, Ray, and I hate my mother and my father, and most of all, I hate myself. Why do I have to do this? Why me? And she's kicking and screaming things, and uh, she's she's not being unnoticed by her roommates in the otherwise silent house, as she's, like, 
tossing things around the bathroom. Also, you left out the most important bit, which is, most of all, I hate myself. No, she mentions that. Uh, no, I mean, in the, no, the, I, I did, I did miss that oh. in the notes, and that oh, was good, you? good catch. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, like this all builds up into like directing all of her you know, hatred of herself outwards, you know, projecting it outwards. So I relate to Asuka the most to this time watching it, mostly because of this, and this is a very accurate representation of how that spins out. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I don't know, like. I don't know if this is something we should talk about like at the end of this episode, but I I do not understand well <laughs> to to say that I don't understand how fandom works. You know, like how the fandoms work, because like this whole Ray versus Asuka thing makes zero fucking sense to me. It's waifu wars. It's it has not nothing even to waifu... do with the content of the show. It is waifu wars. Even if it's waifu wars, like they're both not No. Yeah. They're both bad characters. Matt what was the, what's your, what was the name of that weird visual novel where everyone's fucking horribly crippled in some way? Like that one girl's missing an arm and shit? Uh, oh, I, wait, no, that's a visual. Yeah, I've heard of that. Katakawa, Katawa Shoujo or Katakawa yeah. Shoujo? People will have waifu wars over literally anything in case you're unaware of that being a major waifu war. I just, like, look, because the thing is, Rei isn't there as a person and asuka is a fucking mess well it's not that raised out there it's that she does everything you say like a good little slave and that's what people like about it because she's just a fuck slave but she that doesn't even follow the well look Matt, stupid <laughs> it's so bad yeah people people who like anime are bad i i will uh, just I mean, reiterate like... the uh nice bit of discourse when they announced that netflix was getting evangelion I just want to say to all of you still arguing over Asuka and Ray, they're both 14. I'm calling the police. I think you meant the dick course. I just he, like that line. So just workshop that. Yeah, no, it's I mean, yeah, it's definitely true. And I get like a lot of people watch this when they were teenagers when it first came out. So like I sure, whatever. But like it, it's like that meme Chris said about like Masato fans just sipping their coffee. Yep. <laughs> oh, you mean like the adult who kind of has her shit together mostly? <laughs> mm. Mostly. She, mostly. She does for a chunk of the series. I mean, like, at the very least, she's high-functioning. You, you notice she only really starts drinking again after the death. Um. Oh, she did stop drinking for a while. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll see how... <laughs> How, yeah. how this plays out i'm it's just pointing that good. out for future yeah 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 just like i just don't understand what would draw any person to either of these characters even if they are supposedly attractive female characters and you're of age that makes sense well the nice thing about ray is if you choke her to death while you're fucking there's just another one <sighs> that's a line <laughs> Man, <laughs> that could just man. go at the beginning of the episode before the music. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, you're making this too easy, Chris. I might what? splice in a hell yeah after that. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's your cold open right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might splice in a hell yeah. Oh. All right. Next day at Nerve, uh, Asuka Syncrate is somehow even worse than the first test. 
barely above activation. Just because, look, I'm really mad about this. They say it's like fucking negative 12.8 and then you look at the graph and it says 60. Yeah, well, it's uh, the Magi deals with numbers in a different way than us. I don't know, man. Well, we, we, we're, are we skipping the part where... Oh, no, we're not. Never mind. Yeah, it's, it's right ahead of this. Okay. Uh, Misato is half sniping at Asuka, half trying to be kind to her shitty warden, just tells Ritsuko, she's on her period. Uh. Ritsuko snaps back, that should in no way be affecting things. So Misato and Ritsuko are in the mess hall after the tests are done, and Misato goes... Maybe this has something to do with the fact that Asuka thinks she's lost to Shinji, and having them all under one roof is more harm than good at this point. Ritsuko goes, oh, you finally hit your limit with your big happy family? Misato shoots back, I don't have to take that from someone who surrounds herself with cats to fill the holes in her life. Which is how I think about everyone who owns a cat. (laughs) Misato (laughs) does apologize, though. Yeah, no, it's definitely like one of those where Ritsuko is sort of playfully poking at it. But I mean, just she doesn't know that Kaji's dead, right, Ritsuko? He wouldn't know anything I about that. I don't know if Misato has told anyone that yet. Yeah, I wouldn't think so because that seems like a really shitty thing to say when you said, "Oh, by the way, your your boyfriend slash lover has just been murdered." Uh, oh yeah, stop playing house already. It's like, yikes. Yeah, I hadn't considered that, but you just made me think, yeah, I don't think she knows mm-hmm. that right now. Yeah. No, no, because th- it's, this is definitely a case of Ritsuko touching a nerve she didn't realize she was touching. And then Misato snaps back and then apologizes because she realizes Ritsuko didn't mean it that way or didn't understand. She has to not saying. know, right? Because like for all of her faults, Ritsuko is a good friend to Misato, except yeah. for when she has to fulfill her work role and then she forgets about that. Yeah, yeah, I think she's in the dark, because they even mentioned last episode, yeah, where's Misato? I don't know. So her being abducted as part of the Kaji investigation is not common knowledge. Yeah, which makes makes sense, and it makes this scene make more sense. Yeah, that's a good catch. Uh, Asuka is on her period, though. We see her complaining about cramps in the women's room. Specifically, why do I have to suffer like this? It's not like I want to have children anyway. To add to her rage, she then has to share an elevator with Ray. Like, Here's a fun... My oh, dude, you no you don't. You could have just fucking waited. You know, I don't know how many elevators there are that go all the way up and down into the geofront. Because this is one two. of the long ones. There's at least two. Either way, uh, this is one of the longest still shots in the entire series. There's 30 seconds of silence then a quick second of animation, then about another 20 before Ray speaks and kicks off the conversation. And she doesn't blink this entire time. Well, here's a fun, stupid fact. In the TV and the remaster, there is changed animation in this nearly still scene. In the original, Asuka blinks. In the second, she sniffles. Which is very good. Yeah. The sniffle is good. The sniffle is good. There yeah. is a blink, actually. There, there are two blinks on, on the version where we have the platform. Yeah, dude, they're throwing all that money around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a blink and a sniffle and, like, a stretch. Anno like, got a it's... 20 and it's just burning a hole in his pocket. <laughs> 50 more dollars! Put some ice on that! So, so question, is this the elevator scene? Or nope. are people talking about something else? People are talking about something in the movie. Okay, because yeah. I've seen, like, on or, YouTube... Or like, in episode 24... Yeah. Okay, because I just know that I've I've heard of there was this one video I would see on YouTube 
called like in defense of the elevator scene and it shows the this shot here of Asuka with her back against the wall looking away. So I don't know huh. if they reuse the shot for a later elevator scene, but that's what I thought it's it was. Probably because taking a still from the other one would be a massive spoiler. Ah. Okay. I don't know what it's about. I don't interact much well, I, with anime YouTube. Yeah, no, this was a, I think this was Super Eyepatch Wolf. Okay. What the fuck yeah. is that? That's a channel's a, name. I channel. Okay. No, he's pretty good. I, he he really likes bad. JoJo. All right. Uh, <laughs> Ray's line that she uses to break the silence is a lot more transparent in the dub. If you don't open your mind to her, your Ava will not move. The sub's just listed as the Ava won't move unless you open your heart. Asuka laughs at this and starts getting in her hyper-defensives. Well, you know, it's near the end. No, this was a heart of the cards joke. Never mind. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm Uh, sorry. No, that's fine. Asuka cracks up at this, just referring to the Ava as that puppet. Ray's comeback is, you should know. And so we're off to the races. Asuka is screaming about Shinji once again. In the sub, she calls Ray the puppet. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does add it in the middle of her rage. She's going, I'm not the puppet, you're the puppet, but it, it uh, turns... Uh, oh, yeah. no! <laughs> it turns into fuck Shinji, fuck you, and when Rei won't even give her the slightest emotional response to this, she slaps her, calls her a robot, and continues screaming at her until the elevator doors close between them. Uh, She calls her that because she says, would you die if they were fucking commanded to? And she just goes, yep. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that's... She's here for the job. I get it. Remember Ada and Hikari? They still exist. None of the Ava pilots have been coming to class for ages because Toji's in the hospital, Ray usually misses things, Asuka's ditching lately, and Shinji has started staying home this week. Ida's response to this is, they probably have more important things to focus on than school right now. Yeah, well, I think it's in, very... Like, house arrest, right? No, he's just staying home. He's like, well, oh, everything's kind of fucked up. Well, in the next well, episode, Ritsuko says, "You have perm- I have lifted your lockdown. You can go outside now. Oh, I don't know about that. But I, I, I definitely, have well, forgotten that. They haven't said it on camera. Yeah, yeah. no, the, the assumption was that he just can't, you know, use Unit 01 because of what happened last episode with the S2 engine and stuff. So it's like, we don't want to put him out there yet. So you're you're in lockdown that way. But I'm really disappointed the teeth are gone. Yeah, the teeth were so good. They took the teeth out? Yeah, there's no teeth. Those were part of the armor, yeah. Oh. No, no, no. I mean the white human teeth that it had. Oh, oh. I'll have to look for that later. Yeah, they're gone. Ooh. I watched 23 and 24 this morning. They're gone. Disappointing. Gotcha. So, uh, some unknown amount of time has passed, and the O2's been repaired. Asuka is talking down to it in the room. And finally, even she goes, this is stupid at the end of her rant about, you're a puppet, you're a doll, you're just supposed to do what I say. And that's when the klaxons begin sounding. Well, yeah, she says, why do why does this weapon even need a soul? Ooh, yes, also good. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, the warning, the angel, the alarm goes off and an angel has been sighted for the first time in over a month. This one is staying absolutely out of range in a geosynchronous orbit above Nerve. Uh, Misato points out that they can't do anything to it since... Man. 
definitely, I definitely almost directed myself with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're the one who wrote the smart-ass comment here. I'm sorry, the notes say, Misato points out that they can't really do dick to it, parentheses, not with that attitude, and parentheses. <laughs> since the he Avas added that line himself. Yeah, since the Avas uh. weren't designed to fight things that are in outer space. Therefore, Rey is going to be deployed to, to the surface with her sniper rifle in case it comes closer, and Asuka will be back up. <laughs> wow. Asuka's response to this is, fuck you, mom, and she launches up the elevator immediately. There's a real good scene here in the command center where Misato just goes, all right, sure, she leads now. Uh, are you sure, Major? And Ritsuko catches on. Oh, if she screws this up, that bitch won't be piloting anymore. Maya's like, you mean this is her last chance? And Ritsuko just leans in and whispers, start prepping her replacement just to be safe. <laughs> Which, it's very funny what happens next, because imagine what would have happened if Rey went out there first. It would have been interesting, and I am unsure of how that would have gone down. Yeah, uh, it would have gone down exactly like it went down next time. Point. Well, I don't know what how that is yet, so. Yeah, you'll see. Sure. Get your uh, dick out. There's some inflation porn in there. Did you have to bring that up again? Yeah. Ugh, if you're cool. into robots and inflation, get ready. <laughs> Anyhow, Unit 01 is also to be kept out of combat and in strict cryostasis until further notice on Gendo's orders. So Asuka is bitching about how this thing needs to come and fight Angel, and that's when Ariel, the angel that is above the earth debuts its hilarious attack a giant <laughs> beam of light upon a human a chorus singing hallelujah and what can pretty much only be described as mind rape because even before we get into the actual invasion of her skull she's screaming and writhing things like don't don't come inside and fire come inside wildly. me <laughs> yeah i yeah Ugh. i chose to go with the less weird translation there but uh she's she's having a horrible thrashing seizure trying to fight this thing off and her gun starts firing wildly taking out good chunks of the city and countryside before it runs Just out of ammo wanna be inside you you waited for me to finish for a breath before you did that didn't you uh-huh i mean you're gonna put that in underneath what you're saying ah <laughs> uh, well at least he waited for you to finish i i edit it no, so, never mind. <laughs> no, I mean, I would have made it pop. No, but... I mean, you, you didn't. It's fine. It's fine. We can just roll right We're past that. We're talking about ejaculation, Fletcher. <laughs> I waited I for you to finish politely. <laughs> so. <laughs> Chris got it. Chris got it. I think no, we have. I'm laughing at my child going, yeehaw. Yeah, I right think at... that's going to become the cold open now. We're talking about ejaculation. <laughs> yeehaw. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Audrey, you're too good for this podcast. (laughs) Oh, jeez. They they comment that uh, Asuka's psyche is just taking hella beating, and I love the Magi's display of this, which is Psychograph, Pilot Asuka Langley Soryu. All the lines converge on one point cleanly, and then it turns into a Spirograph disaster on the right side. Also, Mm. I didn't mention it while she was aiming, but the return of shoot mode comes back. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
this is where a lot of director's cut stuff that is changed happens because amidst the psychic attack here there are a lot of flashes and these aren't translated most of them are german but there's one bit which only appears uh, in the original director's cut release in Japan and never anywhere else. The renewal of edit and the platinum DVDs return it to the TV airing style. More than a few of the cards flash by with references to sex in a few configurations, including one that's uh, Todd Sex, the former being German for death. A lot of her thoughts are in that language for obvious reasons. Mm. Ray takes a shot against the angel with the really sick sniper rifle, but it's too far. A beam weapon just disperses against the AT field at that and distance. And it looks fucking rad. It looks yeah, it like does. the uh, really the laser shot against when the uh, angel beams the shield. Yes. Yeah, it just like sprays it like backwards in like different directions. It's fucking sick. It's the most anime thing to happen this episode. Mm-hmm. So, finally, Ariel makes contact with Asuka, and we get her version of the brain train, wherein she is a child crying. A lot of stuff happened here. I made very loose notes. If you want me to pause for anything, just say it as we're going. No, I just have this giant block of paragraph down here. Okay. Which is mostly uh, a comma-separated list. So, pretty much all this scene is in the original is... Asuka's father saying, why don't you like the stuffed animal, Asuka? And a grown Asuka in a plug suit steps on it, saying she's too mature for toys. Very subtle. Very subtle. Yeah. I'm still a child. Hint, hint. Then mm-hmm. there's uh, just an animation cycle reused of a door opening over and over, uh, talking to her mother. Yeah, dude, they fucking reuse that in the next one, too. And that's that's basically where this ends in the original air. All this stuff afterwards is new. Yeah, it, all this stuff afterwards is what makes it really good and why I like it. I don't think I've ever seen the non-director's cut version of this. It's it's really quick. There's This is probably the episode that suffers the most from their lack of budget at the time. Uh, so the first scene is just described as the die for me scene, wherein uh, a doll in a noose is talking to her in her mother's voice and asuka's going no don't you know don't if i if it means you'll you won't stop being my mother i'll absolutely die with you um yeah she's like willing to kill herself so her mother will actually acknowledge her as her child mm-hmm. instead of the doll then yeah there's the i'm asuka scene so Which, don't care if it's all reuse it's hella good okay here's the thing this scene is incredibly creepy and one of the only times where i will say watch this in japanese because what happens in that version is there's new there voice are, takes right yeah, yeah there are five loops of you know asuka's titular lines you know i'm asuka langley sore you uh ah, i'll do a plan you know pay attention to me over and over and the original asuka is just screaming between them no that's not it i that's not me but each of those cycles was a different female voice actress on the series. Also, it's it's mm. worth noting what's actually happening here before we talk about how it articulates. Yeah, go for right? it. This is the angel banging on her trying to say, this is who you actually are. And she's trying to reject the idea that she is the person she's projecting. And then we move on when she finally caves on it and admits, I guess I am this person. 
Um, I actually don't think she does. Let me check the. Yeah, I, I have the whole. I didn't get the sense the, that she she did either. Yeah, well, yeah, she does not at any. Oh, point. that's true. She You're right. Says, she re- this isn't me. They're right. That's true. Well, I took the next scene as her sort of caving on it, but you're right. She does explicitly reject the angel. Yeah. Uh, The thing I was going to say is, remember when Shinji did this, it called him out on shit, but he chose to grow from it. Right. Well, the other thing, too, is that's that's exploratory, right? The angel's trying to understand. And at this point, this is explicitly an attack on Asuka and who she is. So that's questionable. You can see this as an attack, but you can also just see this as it tried to make contact with her like Shinji, but her mind is such a disorganized, fragmented state before it touches. This is what sends her down the deep end. So how I read this is this is her trying to make this is it trying to make her emotionally vulnerable because it learns to understand human thought from the Shinji in the Sea of Dirac. And if she would have accepted the offer, they would have mind merged and the angel would effectively be in charge of the Ava. Which I read as the end goal. I, you know, that's possible. I see this as this was another attempt to make contact like uh, mm-hmm. Lelial, except... This time, the angel stayed out of range, because what ended Lelial? It's that the OO went berserk and murdered it. Right. Or the O one. Well, yeah. So this one goes, well, it. if I'm out of range, we, we have to talk. Right. I mean, yeah. So I definitely take the side on, like, she she rejects the rejects the angel. But it's interesting that the angel's just like, are you lonely? And then calls her a liar. Yeah. And, and then that's when she, she goes, no. And then, like, the the little child disappear like melts away but again keep in mind the mm-hmm. thing also called shinji a liar and is like you're just making walls of self-deception so it's very similar yeah no it's it's not horribly different it's just her reaction to it is very different well also when the angel dies the monkey's head pops off and it's basically her rejecting it and trying to embrace that her perception of the past is still true Right? That's her explicitly rejecting the opportunity to learn from it. Yeah, she mm-hmm. she walls off even harder and continues going down the path to madness and instead. Then you get the angel flashing all of her characteristics. No, no, no. That I, I was going to say, just because we cut in the middle of this, uh, the biggest drop ball in the dub is that the scene with the loop doesn't have other actresses do the repetition, so it's just watching Tiffany Grant talk to herself over and over and doesn't make sense. And you know what? You know, I didn't even realize that the takes were different the first time through. I, I caught it on rewatch. I'm like, OK, these takes are slightly different, but I I couldn't necessarily tell they were different voice actresses. But I, I didn't notice that they were trying to intentionally make the, the loops different, because I think I think what my brain did the first time I realized it was a repetition. I just went, OK, I'm waiting for something new to happen. And so I, I didn't catch it the third and fourth and fifth route or time through. Yeah, Um. So, yeah, I I will just once again reiterate the rumor that a certain voice actress is psychotically protective of being the only English Asuka here. Also, she's not even that good at it. That (laughs) one I'm not going to say because I don't want to die. Anyway. Yeah, no, one thing we also glossed over was the whole when Shinji shows up in her... uh... That's next. Oh, that's next? Oh, I thought that happened already. Uh, No, so there's a lot of flashing text at the end of this, and thanks to to Chris for actually transcribing all of this. So much. Uh, 
Just a heads up, pain in the ass, VLC does not show you subtitles when you frame by frame, so you watch it, like, five times, repeatedly pausing and unpausing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the text that it flashes is, I, per- I read this as the angel just saying, this is what you are, and just rapidly flashing all of her characteristics at her, which is denial, a father, privation, insecurity, separation, evasion, contact, obsessive-compulsive, attachment, dependence, Emptiness, psychological breakdown, sympathy, I am not a doll, mental contamination, don't violate me, die with me, don't. This is, this is uh, right here is when she starts having like a mental dialogue with it. Because the angel says, die with me, and she goes, don't, die with me, it hurts, die with me, stop. And then it goes back to just monologuing at her, which is... uh presumption dominant masculine protest clearly present reactive shadow opposition reparation momentary assimilation rationalization obliviousness deception reason for existence desperation confidence childhood lost sense of need emptiness sympathy pity oppression and death so two notes here one Again, this is where in the original director cut, a few of these were interspersed with sex amidst this in various configurations. And a single frame was cut in all the same versions that have the sex cut, which is the Japanese character at the end that would basically be, I hate. Uh, it was the final frame. That that should be there. I agree. I don't know why, don't know that. why that change was made. Especially when they explicitly add that in earlier. And it's how the episode ends. It's the final line of the episode. So it's not like they removed that. It's very strange. I don't know what the deal with this one is. I think there's been a lot of argument inside the studio over how this one should go down and maybe bits of censorship. I No, I mean the, this next bit here. Okay. So, Asuka is in a crowd of robed figures. She pulls the hood up on one, and underneath is sort of a black and red void, but it suddenly grows to encompass everything around her. Well, it has an outline of a head in it, and I think it's either her or Rey. I I think it's Rey. I could not tell. I think. Actually, you know what? Hold on. I have it. I have it up. Yeah, uh, if you pull that up, I'll just keep going. Uh, she's she's screaming for a shadow in the distance that she thinks is Kaji, and suddenly her brain flashes to the night Kaji dropped Misato off, and all she can think is, why are you here? Because she remembers Shinji was in the room and he was talking to him. Uh, there, there's the shot that where the mask goes back, I, it doesn't quite look like her, because it looks like it has the bangs up front, but doesn't have the long hair in the back, but when it pulls back to see the whole crowd, there are definitely outlines of her haircut. Uh, you mean but- Asuka? Asuka's haircut. Yeah. Okay. But it's so, I mean, my, I think it was really supposed to just be a crowd of her because it's like she's fighting against other people's image of her that she's rejecting. And so she's not like. That would make a lot of sense to me because that's the whole deal with Shinji, right? Is that Mm -hmm. the ending is him coupling with all other people's perception of him. Yeah. Hold on. Let me get a screenshot just to share with you guys on Discord. Also, my bad. I accidentally spoiled the end. Eh, no big. But I wasn't really listening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if you could just give me that screenshot, I will put it in the notes. Yeah, you um, really have to look in the top left corner for it to uh, to, to really see what I'm t- what I'm seeing, because otherwise it's kind of washed out. 
for the record, really... my wife was watching this entire episode until the end of the flashing text that she just said, do you watch anything, like, for normal people? <laughs> and then left. Um, so, the final scene of this is Asuka ranting over child's drawings of death and destruction, and she's screaming at the Shinji in her memories, what are you doing there? You won't do anything. You won't help me. You won't even hold me. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Look at me! And another child Asuka walks up to her in a fetal position. She says, are are you lonely? No, I can live by myself. Don't come near me. Do you like me? I don't need anyone. Do you really like me? I can live by myself. And the little Asuka turns into a doll and just says, liar. At which point Asuka screams and we cut out of this scene back to reality. This is the end of the director's cut content. So Again, in the original episode, you see the repetition of the door and a bit of com- uh, chat with her mother. Asuka is describing herself as defiled, keeping with the rape theme, and the only person she calls out for is Kaji, unlike when Shinji was reaching out for everyone. The control room are trying to figure out any plan for how to attack the angel. It's not moving, so Rei can't wait for it to get into range, and Gendo refuses to let Unit 01 out against a being that's designed to cause what they read as mental contamination. The absolute no-fooling worst line of the entire dub is right here, when Gendo says, We cannot allow Unit 01 to be touched by an angel. <laughs> That's real. I would, I would like oh to point God. out that this is what Fletcher like, stands for the dub, so... I said, 99% better. That line and the Tiffany Grant Asuka loop is, like... The that real line, places it falls down. That line is 100% better, not 99. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so there's bad. a very good dub swap, though. <laughs> Shinji says they have to do something or Asuka will die. Subgendo says, I don't care. Dubgendo says, that is true. Which better leads into the next line. Ray, go to Central Dogma and get the spear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Misato screams, they can't risk that. If Adam touches an Ava, it would cause third impact. When he says nothing, she realizes this is yet another lie she's been told, and that means she also doesn't know what caused second impact either, because that was what she thought it was. And that's what, oh, and that's what we were kind of somewhat led to believe at the beginning of last episode too, yeah. sort of. Yep. Yeah. And this is what Chris and I were arguing about. If I left that in, right. Uh, Fuyutsuki says it's too early to use the lance. Gendo's reply is Sele's mass-producing Ava's already. They can't turn back the clock, but they can shove things forward to their own ends. The old men won't allow this, Gendo. Well, then we have to finish before Sele has time to act. Uh, I want to say okay. a thing right here, but goddammit, Matt. Two weeks. Two weeks. We're so close. We're so close. Anyhow. Ray yanks out the lance, and Adam grows legs, so instead of being a permanent half a corpse, he now has full limbs. As Asuka nears brain death, Ray takes aim and lets fly, the lance shifting in shape a bunch of times as it launches, turning eventually into a drill to pierce the angel's AT field and kill it. There's an incredible bit of animation I love right here, which is uh, when Zero Zero's prepping for the throw, and it does the very human, like, foot turn through the water. That looks so good. Yes. Uh, that was touched up for the director's cut. It That's like 
probably my second favorite animation bit in the series with the first one being when uh in the first episode when o1's holding its hand out and shinji goes up the escalator and is perfectly framed in o1's grasp yes man there's so much good little shit and the director's cut really helps this because i've i was watching the original (laughs) cuts last night and fuck that um Fuyutsuki asks for a status on the lance, and they say it's reached escape velocity and is now orbiting the moon. I'm pretty certain the fact that it's spinning here in space is a 2001 reference. It has to be. The The TV version airing just had a still shot of it in space. Just, you know, waiting there. And here's a fun joke for the people who have full context for the series. There are currently no ways to bring back an object with that much mass from lunar space. All you need is the power of music. <laughs> That'll make sense later, Matt. Okay. Get excited for horses, Matt. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt, More horses? Matt knows, Matt knows the curse of horse. Just bookmark that zoo link. Look. Uh, <laughs> God. I hate you guys. <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> Unit 02 is lowered back into its cage, but Asuka is placed into quarantine in case of mental contamination. Apparently, quarantine means we put caution tape around her like she's a museum exhibit, and she's just up on a roof behind a red barrier. Do not feed the animal. Shinji expresses relief that she's alive, and Asuka proceeds to unload on him with both barrels from a fetal position, saying she would rather have died than let Rei save her. She hates Rei. She hates Shinji. She hates everything asuka's core trait is just this all-consuming rage now also we actually i just realized we did not highlight an important thing which Mm -hmm. is at the beginning of the psychic attack when the light beam happens and the uh unit is freaking out during the hallelujah the eyes flash like it's trying to activate itself like oh one does and then fails because asuka can't sync with it I think I must have deleted that somewhere in my notes. That's my bad, because, yeah, I didn't mean to highlight it. Oh, wow. I did not catch that. Did you catch that? No. Yeah, because there's four white eyes that flash next to the four green eyes, like uh, Unit 01 has. Ah, okay. And they actually highlighted those eyes to make them brighter in the director's cut, so you could not miss it. So I see why they did that now, I guess. So what, what point does that happen? Is that like... That is when the attack starts. Okay. Uh, Before it starts really writhing, you see the head and the eyes start glowing and just sort of dim out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing the eyes dim out, but I didn't realize that what it was trying to do and that it failed to do. I thought it just was shutting down because she was shutting down. I like that their eyes kind of look like a cool S. Yeah. So I'm going (laughs) to just drop this as the end of the episode. Asuka is an incel. Change my mind. (laughs) <laughs> am i wrong I, I had to try really hard not to say that about fiyutsuki when he fucking just you know fiyutsuki's the nice guy with the fedora and all she wants is gendo the bad boy but here's Man. the thing fiyutsuki can still be friends with her yeah well no he's just he's just hanging around waiting for them to break up like all sad individuals do Nah, I think that's why they added the scene with baby Shinji under the tree, is it's like, he had, he will never hold anything against Yui because she is her own woman. Well, I mean, there's one scene of, like, I didn't mention this at the time, but there's really one weird cut where he turns around to look at her, and the the shot of her is, like, 
you know, her legs and like, like side boob. And like, you could see her bra just kind of like peeking out from under her sleeve and stuff. And I'm like, that's a weird shot. Why would you go? And it definitely looks like he was like sort of looking her up. Like in retrospect, like when you mentioned, like he, he might have been interested in her, I'm like, maybe he was like looking her up and then he noticed like, oh, well, there's a child. Let's just back off on that shit. I've always taken for Yutsuki has he was attracted to her, but he never wanted to fuck with her choices because she mm-hmm. clearly says I'm with Gendo and he doesn't want to be bitter. Yeah. But or, if Gendo had died in Second Impact, I think he would have been fucking thrilled. Yeah, but I, I don't think he... Oh, yeah, because I guess the idea was that, like, oh, you're, you're still alive. Isn't that a surprise? Well, uh, to be fair, he wouldn't have any reason to suspect otherwise. As far as anyone knows, everyone died down there. Which would have been U, uh, Yui, too, right? Nope. Uh, Yui wasn't down there. No? No. Do you... How do you not know what happened at this point, Matt? He hasn't seen this before. He doesn't know the true issue down there. No, I mean with Yui specifically. Um, Um, Until Gehern forms, they kind of don't... Yui is basically a housewife for a while. She's clearly doing something because Gendo is not a scientist and they're making leaps as a couple, but... Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that, yeah, the whole, like, I might be, be, you know, bring up a domestic life is the hint hint she's gonna have a baby and then she's gonna be raising a baby and it's shinji she's explicitly cool with working with her husband but does not want the credit she just wants to you know have a nice family which for the record is why everyone thinks gendo killed her yeah because her name's not anything yeah I, i dropped in slack that screenshot of that that weird angle that i was talking about because like thank you it's key like he turns around and this is the it holds on this shot for a second or like Where a the few fuck seconds didn't you say you put it in slack i'm oh, sorry i put it in discord he put it in discord you asshole <laughs> sorry it's <laughs> having to say slack uh, uh so i'm like I, i'm like that's a weird shot to hold on to for a while and i mean it is gynax sure all right what do you think? Woo. Uh, I think I never want to see these episodes again. <laughs> that checks Holy out. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think last episode felt like it was doing a lot, but it felt like there was some connective tissue that I would have liked in there to make it to sell some of the things more. Like, I don't know, like the, the cut to black on the gunshot feels really kind of slapdash, you know, with Kaji and... Um, that's hilarious that you find that slapdash because that's feel, after they edit it to try a little bit. Well, I mean, like I feel like they could have sold it a little stronger than that because to me, like cut to black with a with a gunshot feels like it's going to be a fake out and it's not a fake out. Well, you don't know it's not a fake out yet. Ugh, I guess that's true, but they're selling it like it's a, like it's like it's happening. But anyway, the uh, there's just a, yeah, there's a lot that happens in episode twenty one that I think elucidates a lot, but it also it's a it's a it's a flashback episode. It's a little all over the place. And this one, like, some of the... yeah, it, This just really cemented in my mind that, like, man, Asuka is a... Like, I don't hate her as a character. Like, I know some people, like, just don't like her because she's 
very brash and in your face. And I'm like, oh, well, she's just a troubled teenager, whatever. This is where I go like, okay, yeah, now she's finally breaking down and shit's getting real weird. But also, how can anybody be attached to this character? <laughs> I came to I came to terms with disliking Asuka because Asuka reminds me of myself a lot with that like self-loathing projected outward and also struggling with who you pretend to be is actually who you are. And mm-hmm. I found this episode very upsetting for that reason. Yeah, I guess like for me personally, I'm definitely more of a Shinji than I am of an Asuka when it comes to... <laughs> You know? I've had that before, right? Like, I, I definitely relate to someone different whenever I rewatch this. Like, mm-hmm. definitely very emotional and almost cried at the repetition cycle. I think everyone does. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah. I just, like, I am I know that we're so close to the end game here, and I'm just wondering, is it all gonna land, or is it going to sort of, like, roll downhill... Half the plot's not going to be in the in the show, Matt. Oh. Yeah, remember how I said that thing about how the recap movie was part of the end of Evangelion, but not all of it? Yeah. That's because end of Evangelion is technically the finale and what should be the final two episodes. Which is they why happen- we're going to talk about the plot at the end of the next two episodes. They happen simultaneously, episodes 25, 26, and end. Oh. I feel like we have to talk about the plot after 24, otherwise End of Evangelion will be incredibly we'll confusing. We'll see. Yeah, I just... At least the the two caverns thing we have to talk about. We'll get there. Yeah, I just I wonder... I just wonder if it's going to stick the landing is really the thing, because it's, set, it's still setting up more mysteries already, and, we're, and I know we're near the end here. I... I think it pays it off all really well. Okay. Yeah, I I will be curious to hear your take. I'm not going to influence you on this. All right. So, join us next time, folks, for episode 23, Ray 3, and episode 24, The Beginning and the End, or Knocking on Heaven's Door. The Final Angel is Nigh. Isn't it called The Final Messenger? I like the middle end better, so I went with it. Okay. Mm. Goodbye, I guess. Oh, plugs? Should we do plugs? What? Fucking whatever. Listen to <laughs> listen to my other podcast. Magmar sucks. It's okay. Listen to Lightning Strikes Thrice. We're it's bad. <laughs> Fuck you. You're on the show. <laughs> I only said that because you were editing it, and you're the one who plugged. I it. edited the last one and eat my dick, Chris. What? Yeah, it's yeah. the Very one exciting. where I had. It's the one where I had to redo you. Yep. Look, Windows Ten makes fools of us all. <laughs> Yeah, I can't talk about that, so I get you. you Actually, got, at that time, it was my router that made a fool of me, and I reformatted my I thought it was the microphone cable. Or something like mm. that. Yeah. Because you reconnected, your mic did not. Mm. Whatever it was, didn't go well. See ya. Peace.